Chat Show is over. Welcome back to another episode of T-Rex Talk. A few weeks ago, we talked about some of the observations from last year um, at SHOT Show, some of the things we wanted to talk about this year. And now we are going to go over some of the things that we learned over the last week at SHOT Show. Many meetings, both planned and spontaneous. Many new products, some of which uh, were not very surprising because... Well, that's just kind of how uh, gun industry innovation goes sometimes. Some of which are uh, a bit more surprising. So, as usual, a fairly large contingent of T-Rex guys went out. And uh, let's see what Brandon thought. Brandon, this is your second time at SHOT Show. So, how was it? It was good. You know, uh, SHOT Show last year was kind of a... Uh, it was kind of a shock just to see, like, all of this stuff. You know, not you don't really expect people to build two, bring two-story buildings as a booth, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, so this it, year not being... It's kind of amazing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't even know how they do it, to be honest, but um, this year got past all of that, you know, past the sensory overload and get to focus a little bit more on work. So, yeah, overalls, I would say it's a lot better. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Well, yeah, Glock had a brand new booth, and I don't think they had any new guns. Oh, oh, they had a Gen 5 version of, like, the Glock 29. Oh, cool. So they yeah. so they built a giant new booth to show off one of their smallest guns. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even stop by. I just <laughs> I took a video of it and kind of joked about it. That's about all I did. Yeah. Uh so uh so the Glock 29 was a little underwhelming. What was cool? And there's two there's two things, really. There's stuff that you were looking at for T-Rex, and then there's stuff that you thought was cool. There's probably a lot of overlap, but not necessarily, yeah, right? There's a ton of overlap. Um Actually, so the, okay, the, I'll talk about the personal stuff that's cool first. So, you know, I flew drones in the, the military through aero environment. So AV has a booth. And uh, one of the coolest, I think the coolest thing I saw was they had a, um, a very large helicopter drone that had a payload that could carry up to 40 pounds, I believe, but they had switchblades mounted nice. on it. So yeah. they extended the range of switchblade quite a bit. Switchblade um, is a kamikaze drone. And um, so being able to see that was Actually, pretty cool. And mm -hmm. the fact that yeah. they had that on display, with all the other stuff they do, they brought, you know, missiles on display. It was kind of cool. That so. is very cool. I uh, I didn't get any footage of that. FLIR, Teledyne, they had a, a cool booth, but they told me not to take pictures of it. Oh. Uh, Zenith Firearms has a drone division, and they had a tethered drone downstairs. Uh, and then I looked at uh, the Brink uh, Lemur, which is a law enforcement drone. And I talked to them. They seem like a very cool company. They were very willing to sell us drones, even though we weren't law enforcement. Willing to sell mm -hmm. drones to, like, fire and rescue. But their drone is very specifically a law enforcement drone. Like, it has a speaker for talking to people in hostage situations. It has a glass breaker. It has a little thing to push doors open. Like, it is a explore the indoor of it automatically creates a floor plan as you fly around. Like, it's an indoor drone. And I was huh. like, what? Should we went for a fire department? He was like... Uh, no offense, but like, how big is Centerville, Tennessee? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, it's very small. We were everything outside. He's like, yeah, y y no. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so. Yeah, I should have stopped by there. I, I didn't. Kind of got s just stuck up with the work stuff, to be honest. I did I did spend about half a day walking around to see stuff with unplanned. Mm -hmm. But other than that, the, the cool stuff is 
to me is the companies that are continuing to put the customer first and innovate towards yes. what the customer yeah. wants. That's PSA and Holosun. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out why that is because there are high-tech companies like mm -hmm. all the drone folks we just mentioned, and then there are like I trust Glocks. No matter how cool a thing I see at Chacho is, I'm still going to put my Glock on. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I do really, I think that is the thing that separates PSA and Holosun is the listening to customers. Yep, absolutely. And it's it's not it's that and also the their focus on uh, the civilian and not driving their innovation towards government contracts. Mm -hmm. Which yes. one it's it's nice cuz we're getting what we want, but two is also uh, respectable mm -hmm. as a you know, as a civilian. Yeah. Yeah. So that's very cool. So PSA had a bunch of new stuff. They had a bunch of new jackals, they had a new shotgun. Uh, I actually kind of love the shotgun. It's not anything new, really. It's not anything super fancy, but I like some things about the Mossberg 500, and I like some things about the Remington 870, and they put all my favorite stuff from each into the shotgun. Plus some. <laughs> and some extra stuff, so yeah. yeah. So that little little uh, small product refinement, in some ways I like that bigger, better than like the bigger paradigm-busting, groundbreaking innovation, but ground-busting innovation is also super cool to see. Yeah, yeah. The the shotgun having RMR cut on the receiver, just a little bit better user friendly, um, uh, like pump release. I forget what that's mm -hmm. called. And then uh, being able to take Glock front sights, yeah, and an adjustable tube length, and something that they patent some kind of design. Very cool, and it's probably going to be like four hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. Hard I, to beat. I somewhere have my Maverick five hundred, and somewhere I have my Shorty eight seventy, and I am very likely going to get a third shotgun. <clears throat> I can't even yeah. remember the last time I shot either of those, and I'm probably getting a third shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I don't Just need a shotgun, but I want one now. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, <clears throat> the main thing that everyone was talking about at PSA was their MP7. Yep. Uh, so pretty interesting. It you know it's, it takes five seven ammo. All they had was 3D printed models there. Mm -hmm. There's only yeah. four in existence, I believe, right now. Well, they've only been working on it for four months. Four weeks. Sorry, four weeks. Yeah. yeah. That is kind of mind-boggling to me that, that you'd be an engineer at PSA and someone come up to you and be like, hey, you know how SHOT Show is next month? Yeah, can you build a gun <laughs> from the ground up? To make it slightly more accessible, they do have a, a solid, complete 5.7 pistol mm -hmm. to build on. But that is still, nevertheless, like, those are working prototypes. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that was that was wild. And there's a lot of people complaining that, you know, it wasn't exactly like an MP7, but when... I kind of dreamed up a civilian MP7. I said 5.7 ammo. You can mm -hmm. actually get it. it. Yep. You know, PSA not, actually makes it. Yeah, I'm not a ballistician or whatever you know you call those people, but 5.7 <laughs> is pretty similar to 4.7 yep. in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, that was super cool. Yeah. It, it, was, it was smaller than I expected. I think the disappointing part of it is for people, you know, aesthetically is a grip angle, but that's stuff that, you know, sure. I don't yeah. care about. And I think yeah. most people that were going to buy it won't care about. Mm -hmm. So, Were you able, you had a lot of, scheduled meetings, and then you had a lot of stuff just kind of on your to-do list. Were you able to do everything? And, I mean, on the one hand, it feels like we've been here forever. But on the other hand, we barely scratched the surface of the gazillion booths. Yeah, so I, yes and no. The plan that I made here was kind of anticipating a little, being a little bit busier. So I did get through everything. Um, I got through the whole floor by Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely some stuff I could have free-roamed and found probably. There was... Like, for example, Steiner. Steiner had some new stuff, and I wasn't expecting. Didn't even plan on stopping there. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's other booths that I didn't right, get to yeah. that had new stuff that I was just mm -hmm. still not aware of. Um, but, yeah, the plan was, the plan was achieved, yeah. for sure. 
So. Very good. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so the the main two differences, I guess, between this year and last year, you knew what to expect, mm -hmm. and <laughs> the insane size <clears throat> of Shot Show, the spectacle. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> you were kind of over that. What are some of the other? Did you notice any other changes? Changes like. It, companies changes in oh yeah audience people on the floor like what did you notice tons of changes actually so you know shot show had i think they said 13,000 more people this year that doesn't sound like much more people when you know there's normally in the 50 mm -hmm. in the 50 range but we couldn't walk anywhere so there's yeah. constantly people everywhere we were getting stopped way more often for pictures and for greetings i know every second i was with lucas we were getting stopped so mm -hmm. i i got stopped by 30 to 40 people for pictures and to say hi which nice. is very surprising and then what I was doing was very different. Uh, Lucas was in the majority of the meetings. I was doing the majority of the filming. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that was definitely the, the biggest difference. And also <laughs> the way the companies handled us. I think people, companies value the way we market and our marketing reach a lot more. And mm, essentially we're asking yeah. us to market for them. Mm -hmm. um, so there is more desire for T-Rex involvement and, yeah. and just That's business relations in general. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I've been coming for... Uh, I can't remember how many shot shows now, but I feel like that has just kind of steadily grown. Mm -hmm. We are a little better known every year, and I th think a little more appreciated every year by some of the bigger companies, and even some of the non-firearm companies. Like when I showed up at the Garmin booth, they were they knew who we were, were excited to see us. Um, and uh, yeah, it was interesting to spend some time talking to them about how Shot Show was going. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 there's like some companies that I'm surprised know us. Yeah, because we don't work with them at all, and we don't sell anything. And there's companies like Sorden, who we are their biggest commercial retailer, and they the guys at the booth didn't know who we were. So yeah. it's like there's a there's a strange mix. And you, <laughs> yeah. so you go to some booths expecting um, to not have to start a conversation from uh -huh. ground up, basically. And then there's companies that um, you've never heard of, and they're like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. So. It's, yeah, I walked by the Christensen booth, and I was just thinking, um, their booth is very outdoorsy, hunting lodge-esque, has stuffed stuffed uh, trophies in it. Like, it's, it's very, it's, it's one of the few non-tactical booths at Chacho. Yeah. The other booths have gotten more tactical over the years. Christensen Arms is very much a hunting rifle place. I was walking by their booth thinking like, well, this is one booth that hasn't changed. Like, this is one company that doesn't know who we are. And the guy behind the booth was like, hey, Isaac Botkin, keep up the good work. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. So. It was cool. To, it was it was cool to see a lot of that. I think a lot of the the, the continued growth and appreciation mm -hmm. is just people seeing that um, T-Rex is yeah. overall successful, um, continuously successful. We're not really, well, we're not at all dropping with you know mm -hmm. market trends we're right. continuously climbing and i think a lot of that is uh stuff that we are doing but i also think that we're riding a wave that other people are contributing to so i talked to some mm -hmm. other holster makers i talked to some other people who sell armor like there are very distinct the citizen defense industry is a thing that is happening. Oh, yeah. And we are, we're pushing that wave as hard as we can, for sure. Yeah. But we're not the only ones pushing it, and we are also riding that wave. So I feel like we're getting a considerable boost from a lot of other companies with similar values, similar ideas. Yeah. I think the tide is raising a lot of people. Yeah. And we're going to do all we can, obviously, but it is fun to see other people coming alongside. And Yeah, I think yeah. people... Uh, I think there's a lot of people that don't even realize they're part of that wave. Yeah. At the same t at the same time, there's a, a lot of people that 
think that you know they're just getting another gun or another holster, um, but the more that you know you see lasers and suppressors and night vision and thermals, all of these things that weren't really common five years ago, um, these are the things that are really pushing the wave in that that mm -hmm. civilian yeah. defense industry essentially. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think we're going to see next year? Well, I'll tell you what I hope to see. Okay. <laughs> I'm not really sure, um, but what I, what I hope to see is, again, more companies, bigger name companies. I know PSA is a massive name, but mm -hmm. I would say more trusted and renowned names focusing on civilians more. I think, I think that builds, there was an inherent trust in these bigger names because they had government contracts, as in they made a good product, mm -hmm. so people trusted yeah. the good product. But now people, the type of trust that people want is, I think, uh, companies investing in civilians. Yeah. That's that's yeah. more trustworthy to people now than if an optic is 2% more reliable right. than another yeah. company's. That is a really good observation. And I, SIG was not a SHOT Show this year. Mm -hmm. I think last year was the first year that they pulled out. Correct. Of they were at the range day, but that was it. Right, yeah. And, and uh, so they're obviously a great example of a company that has a huge civilian market, which they have bolstered uh, by, like the P320 is probably the, the best example. The MCX2, they, those, those guns, those platforms are popular among civilians partly because of their defense contracts that they were chosen yep. out of the pistol trials and the MCX is widely used, etc. And I don't know, they, they have a lot of goodwill that they could, they could build because they, they definitely have some military-only products like the Smart Shooter Scope. Yep. If they made that available to regular folks, they probably wouldn't sell a ton more because it is a very expensive, complicated system with that's a niche sort of application. Yeah. And yet, I bet you just making that available to order would have a significant PR impact. It would increase sales yeah. elsewhere, too. I, I mentioned that to them like two or three years ago, Michael and they're like, Farnsworth. oh, yeah. But to to yeah. hopefully we'll just continue to mention and push. And, yeah. yeah, it is... Coming from our side, you know, it is somewhat frustrating seeing products come out that are geared towards a contract or a specific request that just aren't really there. They're like 90% yeah. there, and there's like, man, if there's just this one change, it would be the product. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I just, I do strongly think that if companies approached, you know, end users like us or other companies that mm -hmm. have people going out and shooting them way more professionally, I'm going to put quotes around the professionally and yeah. regularly than military uses. They'll, they'll have better products yeah. and they'll sell better. Right. I think there's a, a better, um, more healthy competition now than there used to be. Like in the old days, it was Mossberg and Remington both had shotguns and they would fiercely compete for these particular, you know, getting into this particular store, getting this particular law enforcement contract, getting in the Sears catalog, whatever, but not so much on the features and I, I feel like that's a little mm -hmm. bit different now. Not, not across the board, not with every company, not with every category, but like Vortex has a very cool laser rangefinder ballistic calculator mm -hmm. scope solution. MozTech has one that Magpul is carrying. Um, there's multiple people doing stuff that is a little more bleeding edge. And I feel like that competition drives those companies the products are improving because of that direct competition in a really clear, interesting, fun way. Yeah. Um, speaking on just the laser rangefinders, I mean, that's that's a huge gap in the civilian market right yeah. now. This is just a good example. Vortex hit it first, you know, with something that's not $10,000. Yeah. And they proved that they can provide a solution. I don't know. 
I'm not too well versed in the laser rangefinder. I have used the Vortex the Impact 4000, something that is doing the same stuff at a literal fraction of the cost, like yeah. a fifth or a sixth of the cost. Right. And those opportunities are everywhere. They're, they're not just laser rangefinders with their laser illuminators. They're with flashlights. Hollow Sun's attacking that. Like pre, they mm -hmm. attacked it this year with their rifle light and um, pixel laser. It's honestly in optics too. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's lots of room for innovation. I think there's lots of room for, um, I mean, not even innovation, but just laser rangefinders that have ballistic calculators built in are a obvious gap yeah. for the civilian market and at a lower civilian price range. Um, I'm really excited about the Moztec one. I'm really eager to see how that develops. And the fact that they're going straight for the civilian market is huge. The fact that they're competing directly with Vortex means I think the price is going to be very competitive. Um, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really encouraged by some of the trends that we're seeing, and I'm, you know, actually kind of looking forward to next year already. We're not even home yet. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I am too. There. I will say another thing I'm hopeful for is uh, I don't want this to sound bad, but there's there's a lot of companies kind of stepping out of their lane to create something, mm -hmm. and uh, that's cool. You know, yes. I, I definitely appreciate it's that. Daring. I would say. I would prefer some of these companies, not going to name them, to put that time and innovation into what they're currently making. Yeah. You know, continue to improve what they have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Definitely always welcome to new stuff, but it's sometimes that like s drastic step out of lane mm -hmm. is um, shocking. Yeah. And, uh, and it's kind of behind the curve of what people are, are doing in that lane right, already. Yeah. So. yeah, I have mixed feelings about it. If, if people have neglected area A, I am a little disappointed when they're pouring a ton of resources into B. But uh, overall, I'm excited when I see people stretch and try new stuff. Yeah. And actually, PSA is kind of insane how widely they are attacking stuff. So they obviously make a ton of guns. They're also an online retail. They also have brick and mortars where they carry tons of products that they make and tons of products that they don't make. They uh, launched a knife company at yeah. SHOT Show. They have concealed carry insurance um, they have, they're starting a bank, they started an ammunition factory and then they bought another ammunition factory. Yeah. Like it's, uh, they, they are trying to do all the things and any other company trying to do that many of all the things, I would probably be a little worried, but PSA I think has demonstrated that they can manage a pretty wide swath of stuff. Yeah. And it's I, interesting. <laughs> it comes back to the same thing, though, that PSA is doing what the customer wants. Yeah. They're listening to the They're, at, like, literally putting polls on their website. I'm like, what do you guys want? And it's not, they're not designing what the engineers want. They're not designing what's going to make them more money. Mm -hmm. They're designing what the customer wants. And guess what? That's going to make them money. Yeah. And yeah. now they're able to do all these things, and they're becoming the complete package. Mm -hmm. People can say whatever they want about PSA's quality or their quality control, but there's definitely really good stuff PSA's making. Mm -hmm. And the, so. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had another conversation. Well, we'll oh, this will be private. We'll talk about this later. I'll edit this part out. Did you have fun in Vegas, despite <laughs> Vegas being Vegas? Okay, despite Vegas being Vegas, yes. Um, it is. It, the only <laughs> cool thing about Vegas is is the lights. It's like I yeah. don't know, like a cat or something. You, that's cool. You get to look and see some cool stuff. But other than that, the fun comes from just running into people. Yep. Yeah. I run into a lot of friends that are in the industry. I've run into some regular customers at the gun shop I used to work at. Nice, um, people nice. that I've served with. Um, it is that's pretty cool. Right. I believe that Chacho feels more friendly, but it could just be because I am making more friends at Chacho. 
But that being said, I've talked to other people who have been coming to Chacha for a while, and they say it feels friendlier now than the olden days. So, yeah, that's yeah. actually a good point because you know, the, you know, there's definitely people out there that don't agree with T Rex mm-hmm. entirely. Um, but at the same time, I think people are starting to focus less on those small differences and realize that there is a bigger fight outside, mm-hmm. um, outside of our walls, yeah. as in the second, the the two A community, and more people are focusing towards that, which yeah. is which is great. And I think that's where a lot of that friendliness is coming from. Yeah. And there's always interesting people at Shasha. Did you see the Liver King? I did not. I saw Donald Trump Jr. though. Yeah, I saw the Liver King, and you are quite a bit bigger than he is. Like taller? You are taller, and you are wider, and you're probably heavier, and you're probably stronger. That's that's <laughs> crazy, and I'm not on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little taken aback. Anyway, <laughs> I did not know he was there. So yeah, well, I I had a, a very enjoyable week. I lost my voice. It's partly back. I talk to people constantly, and. Uh, yeah, I like I said, we're not home yet. I'm already kind of excited for last year, but I'm also glad that it's 12 months away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely ready to yeah. go home, see my wife and my yeah, kids. So for sure. And then, uh, yeah, now I'm gonna go uh, cut in the part of the the podcast where I talk to Caleb about the logistics. Doors will be closing in three minutes. Can you get rid of the background noise? It's fine. We're <laughs> in an airport. <laughs> so first time shot show experience. What was it like? Gut reaction. This is a final point it's a lot to take in. I attempted to try and take it all in. That is impossible. If you visited every booth, we, I think you would have had one minute not counting traveling time. So, not really that, doable. That makes sense, because impossible. Yeah. So, other than the time that you did have, which feels now like many, many, many days, uh, what did you see that you can talk about? Yeah. We, we had some meetings we probably shouldn't talk about yet. That's very true. I got I got to be careful of that. Um, there is some really cool stuff coming um, that we can't talk about, but the stuff that we did see, um, Hollison obviously had some some cool stuff this year. Um, getting into the rifle light gang and the uh, rifle lasers, didn't really get to see the thermal pistol sight. Not a hundred percent sure on case use for that though oh well, it's obviously for like firefighters who need to shoot people inside of a structure fire yep when that fire starts firing back yeah. at you yeah i think yeah. i think that's probably most practical yes yeah. uh no aside from that my biggest uh goal for this trip was to try and catch up with as many vendors as we can yep only been on the vr team for a little bit so just trying to see faces and mm-hmm. let them know what yeah. my face looks like yeah, I think that there's sort of three main things that people do at SHOT Show, depending on what their job is. There are people who represent businesses, and they're there to have meetings with the different companies on the floor and look for a new product and sort of get some hands-on time with it. And then there are people who are like more in the influencer game, and for them it's also meeting people. But I felt like a lot of those guys kind of skipped the show floor and just did the events. And then the third group of people is... Um, um, I don't know exactly who they are, but they just sort of mill around. Yeah, and uh, there's plenty of that. Uh, in the old days, it was simple. It was just people who owned brick-and-mortar gun stores coming to sign deals with yep. the people who gave them the product for their brick-and-mortar gun stores. But now it's a little bit different. Um, there's definitely a, um, there was a spike of huge influencers with their entourages like probably five years ago. Mm-hmm. I think that's mostly gone away. Like I, I feel like the... Supplier showcase and a more direct, I don't know, kind of business focus that has emerged 
has made SHOT Show a little bit less of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely um, a lot fewer influencers than I would have expected to see. They were probably just in their own meetings and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely you, you, you walk around and you see people and you're like, yeah, I've been following them for years or you've yeah. known them for years, that uh -huh. type of thing. Um, for me, it was more or less trying to catch up and make sure where the meetings were, yes. make sure you weren't late. Um, There's a, first of all, a huge distance to cover, but then also yep. on top of that, it's very easy to get lost. Yes, I definitely did not walk in the incorrect direction for 10 minutes. That did not happen. <laughs> I, uh, I have told myself to bring a compass multiple times, and I have continued to not use a compass on the main floor, which would be super handy. Yep. Yeah, the key, the key for next year is definitely going to be plan ahead, yep. use the app the best that you can, mm -hmm. and just yeah. mark down the people you want to go see. That's the only way to get anything done. Yeah. So what I really enjoyed was having a big team, a uh, big-ish team here mm -hmm. at, at SHOT Show this year. You guys hit a bunch of meetings. I only had a few scheduled meetings, so I felt really freed up to kind of roam around and look for new small companies and meet new people. And I think, I think that we found some guys who can solve some of the problems we're wrestling with the T-Rex that have nothing to do with product, that have nothing to do with tactical <laughs> stuff, technology, just, uh, just by bumping into people and chatting. So yep. uh, thank you for doing the scheduled meeting thing so hard. Being there to talk directly to the vendors that we knew we had to talk to. I mean, I enjoy seeing our friends, the people that we already know, the people who have a relationship for sure. But meeting new people at SHOT Show is always interesting. SHOT Show is attracting very interesting people at the moment. They're not the old guard of like Remington and Ruger mm -hmm. and they're not the old guard of like brick and mortar gun stores. I talked to a guy who's been coming to SHOT Show for uh, well over a decade and he said way more young people now. A much more diverse crowd. Yeah. Far more types of businesses being represented. It is a much more interesting space to meet new people in for sure. I'd say that was definitely one of the perks was just being able to walk around and see the other companies. Uh, obviously, our customer service team is up and up on a lot of the up-and-coming uh, companies and what they do, but being able to walk around and see names and faces and product was a huge asset. Even just visiting the uh, the vendors that we do have, yeah. just walking through, not necessarily talking to them, but just being able to get hands-on with all of their product. Um, you can see it online, but being able to handle it and actually see the size, the scales, yeah. um, and how the you know optics um, windows and stuff like that are yeah. super helpful. What was the coolest thing that you saw from a product perspective? Forget about T-Rex, you, the shooter. What did you like the most? I'm gonna have to say, like a lot of other people, the PSA MP7 clone. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a hot one this year, Yeah. if they can get that going. I think that they can get it going, I think it'll hold up. However, if, and this is a very real possibility for once, if there are contract cool guy operations who can't get the real MP7, yep, and they want to use this thing in austere environments, I'm not. I'm, I don't know about that. I don't know if that yeah. will happen. I don't know how that will go. But and as long as people like me are buying it, I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to do fine. I think it's going to be great. I think they can knock it out of the park. Yep. But we have yet to see PSA make something that is like 
rock solid, bomb proof, yep. ready to go to the sandbox Extraordinary. kind of stuff. Yeah, yep. it's definitely it's, more of a yeah. range item right. at this point. And it fits into PSA's goal. PSA's goal is not to equip America's tip of the spear. Their goal is to equip all of America's people who are, yep. you know, I don't know if you've done the math recently, but 99.9 of us are not the tip of the spear. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's, I can definitely back that mission of yep. theirs is yeah. get as many of them out there as possible and make it as hard as possible to round any of them up. Yeah, and it is interesting. I, I like I like the MP7 at home, but this year also felt like a year of many PDWs. The Flux yeah. guys have yep. had a few years of getting the Raider out there. There's a bunch of Raider clones. Mm -hmm. uh, Strike One has a whole bunch of little PDW chassis. Mm -hmm. There's a new Flux Raider type chassis for a P365, which I is noticed that. hilariously tiny. Yep. Now we have the MP7 at home yep. uh, from PSA. Like mm -hmm. I feel like uh, I feel like PDWs are a pretty hot item right yeah. now. And uh, and then uh, yeah, BNT has the professional ones. They had a bunch of mm -hmm. new teeny tiny platform PDWs for those professional users. Yep. And H and K had a booth. H and K's booth looked exactly the same as H and K's booth always <laughs> looks. Uh, jam packed with stuff that you can't buy. Yep. But want, and uh, several things that you can buy but don't want. Yep. So, the uh, the yeah. new Daniel PCCs actually looked pretty cool to me. Yeah. Uh, the super short boys, not the not the sixteen inchers. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that might be one in the future. We'll see. Yeah, I am intrigued by the uh, the Keltec uh, sub two thousand, the Gen three that makes it really easy to support optics. Yep, I saw that. It's a cool addition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then this year was obviously the year of the lever actions. Every, I, it seemed every booth I went by, somebody had a, a lever action now. I I can't tell if there's a demand for lever actions or if there's a desire to make lever actions happen. Yep. There's definitely a demand for PDWs, and there's definitely a um, kind of uh, maturing is the wrong word, but there is a proliferation of cheap thermals out there. I don't know that they're mature, but True. they're they're common... Uh, actually, the FUDs are ahead of us. Deer hunters and hog hunters and other FUD-type people got way ahead of the night vision folks buying their thermals. And now SHOT Show is catching up, and the thermals are in the cool tactical booths with the PDWs. So I felt like a year of thermal, and the year of thermal, it made a little more sense to me than this being the year of lever actions. Yeah, there's also a lot of new, uh, well, I don't know if they were new, but new to me, the VR uh, programs yes, and yeah. trainers. It seemed like... Every other aisle had one or two. So next year, next year we're going to do a lot more planning. We're going to use the app better. We're going to yep. have our, our travel times figured out between our actual meetings. We're going to try to schedule things based on geographic location. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Foot care is going to be a big one. Just making sure that you can actually keep walking. That's a that's a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I we walked fewer miles this year. Yeah, than last year, yep. but it, it is still a lot of miles from one side of the expo floor to the yep. other, across the bridge, to Caesars Forum, mm -hmm. then back, because you weren't supposed to go there yet, et cetera. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I feel like teamwork next year is going to be the big thing. Yeah. So, like, we were trying to keep it to a, a five to six team, and we ended up coming out with about ten, um, maybe divvying up who goes to what rooms and make sure we cover as much ground as possible. Yes. Would be beneficial. We had weekly meetings leading up to this to make sure, like, the coordination side, because that was more or less my job this time was... Yep. Make sure the flights are there, the hotels are there, everybody knows where the schedules are. You did a great job, by the way. Appreciate Nobody it. Nobody got lost outside of the 
floor. Yes. Okay. So as as long it. as you were lost inside the Venetian, it was fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but um, yeah, just more prep ahead of time is going to be the big thing. Yeah. What do you think we're going to see from other people? <laughs> so hopefully, you know, we've got a crazy year coming up. We've got an election. We've got some stuff going on in Texas right now. This very um, moment, yeah. It is really up in the air what could happen next year. Yeah. Um, hopefully we see more cohesion, more companies working together to benefit the customer and the community. Um, you know, infighting is always going to be there, but hopefully we, we come together a little bit more this year. Yeah, I think there's a good chance of that. I think everybody that I talked to mentioned pretty much the same thing. We had a pretty slow 2023 right up until the end. Last few months of 2023 were much busier in terms of sales as people began to think about an upcoming election year and various other armed conflicts around the world. And that, yeah, that, that definitely had a positive effect on sales. Almost everybody saw that. Almost everybody was that weird combination of optimistic and yeah. pessimistic <laughs> about uh, 2024 and and uh, what the election year might mean. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see next SHOT Show how people did, what it looked like. But uh, we haven't had much time to think about and digest this. But this Mm -hmm. is one of the first times that I'm actually kind of looking forward to next year. Same. I wasn't really looking forward to coming this year, but after I've been here, gone through it, I'm actually looking forward to next year and already thinking about preparations for that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how we can and make you, it better. Uh, you loved being in Vegas, right? Oh, absolutely. This oh. is definitely not. Uh, this is not my town. <laughs> <laughs> Hating on Vegas is uh, is pretty trendy and, and even cliche at this yeah. point. But uh, yeah, we are we are at the airport, and I see more uh, more slot machines than I can count. There's also more people in this airport than Centerville. So well, that is true. Yeah, we're 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 not really city people, but Vegas is a special kind of city. Uh, very special. Yeah, we'll go with that. So there you have it. Uh, It was a pretty large event. Over 55,000 people attended. And as usual, there were many, many exhibitors, uh, over 2,600 individual booths. Uh, I think I walked uh, uh, over six miles every single day. Although a lot of that is just the fact that the Venetian is the second largest hotel complex in the world. Quite a bit of walking inside of the casino and inside of the hotel, and then multiple elevators to get to the place where you sleep for a few hours before you head back to the show floor. But now we are home, and everything is going to get back to normal, even though it is, of course, uh, 2024. Now, you have my apologies for not getting you a T-Rex podcast episode last week, but we are making a few minor changes to the way that we do content, and that's going to mean that there's more of it. These are the plans, and this is something that you should keep an eye out for. The other thing to mention, somewhat notably, is that this is episode number 200 of the T-Rex podcast, T-Rex Talk. Uh, We had planned, well, planned is kind of a strong word, we had assumed that we would do something special and something notable and something, you know, more noteworthy for the 200th episode because we knew that it was coming up. But then, you know, it just kind of snuck up on us somehow. So here you go, episode number 200. Hopefully it was an interesting discussion. And keep an eye out for those changes that are coming soon. And thanks for listening for so long. Thanks for listening to so many episodes. We appreciate your support and your input as uh, we roll out just a couple of new things.